Hi, this is Danielle Krissa from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 219 of Art for Your Ear. Okay, I know I say this every time, but I am super excited about today's episode. I had this artist on a mere seven months ago, but her career has exploded in the last little bit, and we have to talk about it. But first, can we talk about this week's sponsor? I am a super fan of their podcast, and here they are supporting mine. What? Okay, you guys, do you listen to Ask Rana? If you do, you know how awesome it is. If you don't, you should start. Rana Glickman and Brian Safi of Attitudes fame host a fabulous advice podcast with all of the answers to life's problems, big and small. For example, what do you do when your boyfriend's mother is poisoning you? Or when your Airbnb host dies? How do you handle a narcoleptic grinder date? Or make a perfect cup of coffee? Ask Rana and Brian. <laughs> they will have an answer. Or at the very least, they're going to have a very strong opinion. Oh my word, it is so funny. And to help with these real listener questions, they bring on celebrity guests like Conan O'Brien, Margaret Cho, Paul F. Tompkins, and one of my faves was Lamorne Morris, a.k.a. Winston from New Girl. I am not sure how to do this show justice because Rana, not Rona, and Brian, with a Y, not an I, are so flippin' funny together. So I decided to post a bunch of video clips from past episodes on my Instagram feed so that you can get a little taste of the hilarity. There are a lot of ongoing storylines that longtime listeners will know about. Gems like Brian's affair with a local lobsterman, Rana's new grandbaby Steve, and baby Steve's personal taste in children's books. Anywho, you can find Ask Rana wherever you get your podcasts. There are new free episodes every Tuesday. And if that's not enough for you, they also have super funny bonus episodes every Friday at patreon.com slash askrana. It is good. You will love it. And then you're going to wish that they were your friends. I do. And believe me, I'm working on it. Okay, so on to today's exciting episode. Last June, I talked to Bahamian-born, Canada-based artist Geo Swaby, just as her first solo show in New York at Claire Oliver Gallery was coming to a close. Oh, did I mention that this solo show in New York sold out before it even opened? Pardon me, as Rana would say. So, what's happened since then, you ask? Um, everything. Seriously, I don't even know where to start, so I'm not gonna. We are just going to jump right in with Gio and let her fill us in on all of the pinch-me moments. Ready? Calling Gio in Toronto. Gio, you're back on the podcast. <laughs> I'm back! I'm back! I'm so excited! Here's the crazy thing. I was like, oh yeah, I talked to her like two years ago. It was seven months ago. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like two years, but also it kind of feels like one day. Yeah, I was like, how long ago was that? I I had no clue. I had to go back in my calendar and see. I know, me too. And I was like, wait, what? That was only seven months ago. So much has happened to you in the last seven months. Yeah, it's like been wild. It's so exciting. So I was like, well, we have to have her back on. Um, before you get too big to even talk to me. Oh, never. Like, you know what? Talk to my team. I don't have time for you. (laughs) 
email my assistant's assistant. No, yeah. never, <laughs> never, 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 never. Um, okay. So it was only seven months ago, but I just wanted to do a little recap about, um, where you grew up as a kid and how you ended up coming to Canada. We'll fill in a few blanks and then we're going to talk like the majority of the time about all of the insane things that have happened in the last seven months because it's so exciting and inspiring. But let's just give everybody a little refresher about where you grew up and if you were an artsy kid. Yes. Um, so I grew up in the Bahamas, Nassau, Bahamas. So born and raised there completely. I was the complete like wild um, bush child, like <laughs> used to run around outside with no shoes on all day. And that was like back in the day, we just had to kind of like, this is like 90s. They're just like, just come back when the street lights turn on, just make sure you're back in. Um, so I think, yeah, I've, I've always been a, I was always kind of an artsy kid. I didn't really know to think like to apply that to being an artist because I didn't know any artists in my life or I hadn't seen anyone become an artist. So I just thought I was like <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, do, you're, do you have siblings? Yes. Yes. I have a lot of siblings. I have four siblings. And, um, and are any of them artsy or were you the one that was sort of drawing and doing all the it was really me. I, I don't think any of them are really that, that artsy. No, I don't want to like, um, dampen their potential creativity by saying, <laughs> no, by I saying what you mean. <laughs> but I'm just wondering if that's kind of why you felt a little bit weird too, because you know, if you're surrounded by siblings who aren't really doing that, you do kind of feel like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. I did uh, no, no one in my family, my mother used to draw a lot but she's kind of the only, the only one in my family that I could really identify in my immediate family. So it was just me out of the kids. Mm -hmm. But your mom was a big sewer, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's very like, she's like an incredible seamstress um, and big, big into fabric and thread, you know, before I was born, since she was a teenager. So that's, you know, past so that what does she think me. of all of this? Well, my mom actually passed away last summer. Oh. So I mean, she's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Cause it's I didn't like, know that. Um, I'm so sorry. Oh no, please. It's like, um, it's something that I like to talk about that. I, I also don't like to talk about. There's a duality to it because she inspires so much in my work and my practice now. And I, you know, like, it's like carrying on a legacy to the work that I'm making. I feel so connected to her through that work. But also it's really hard because it's like all the incredible things that are happening. I'm so grateful for, but it's always like beside this kind of like uh, loss that I'm experiencing of not having her be able to see or, um, you know, be able to, to talk about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she's watching over all of it. I'm sure she is. I'm sure she's at every single opening and every single exciting thing I'm sure she's right there with you that's how I feel about my dad he passed suddenly three years ago in Jamaica I'm sorry. strangely and uh yeah I can I feel him all the time in a port in event events you know and he's like he didn't even have to fly there he just gets to be at all of the things <laughs> you just get to show up in spirit you know yes I, yeah. I feel that too I feel she was like the kind of person who was that 
every single thing. So I still think like she is. Yeah. Why stop now? That's amazing. Um, yeah. And so much has happened to you. Oh my God. I didn't realize you were dealing with grief on top of all of that. Oh, that's so hard. Um, and then you're, are you still doing school too? Oh my God. What is yes, going I on am. over there, Gio? <laughs> or no, uh, you know what? I tell people like it was accident. Like I didn't plan to be like, these are all the things that are going to happen. I, I applied to school long before, you know, I, it wasn't that long, I guess. It was, it was a, like probably almost a year ahead of signing with my current gallery, Claire Oliver Gallery. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to get my, my life has been like kind of quiet, you know, like I'm in a place now, going to get this MFA and literally started school in September, signed with Claire in September. So it was same oh oh my word same time same time don't and don't recommend it but it's <laughs> you know, it's been it's been it's worked out well enough yeah no kidding oh my gosh um okay so you and i met i had to look it up i think it was 2018 which that also seems like it wasn't that long ago it feels like it should be like 2002 or something but anyway long time ago at an art show at a, the bombay sapphire um show now that was in Vancouver. How long had you been in Vancouver at that point? Like, when did you move from the Bahamas to Canada? Uh, I think I, that was, I moved when I was like 23. So I was in 20, right at the beginning of 2014, I moved to Vancouver. For school or why? For school. For, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for school at Emily Carr. I did my, um, my BFA at Emily Carr. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I already asked you all of this in our last episode, but I'm going to ask you all this stuff again. So when you were there, um, was fabric part of your practice at that stage? It was. It was a bit like I, I had already like found my way into textiles and using them to create portraits by that time. But school, like especially in your bachelor's, because you are encouraged to like try so many different things through the courses. And I, I studied. Um, film video and integrated media so oh that's right it's all coming back yeah. to me now <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm all over the place I know um so I studied so I did a little bit of textiles in that program um but I I didn't really like get get into it as much as I am now probably till I till I graduated I would say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I must have met you shortly did you do four years or how long was your I did so I did two years of an associate in the Bahamas at the College of the Bahamas and then I did like an additional two years at Emily Carr so I finished there in 2016. Okay so I met you a couple yes. years later because when I met you in the show it was the portraits like the bust portraits um, and you hadn't started doing the full bodies at that stage right? I think I I did do maybe like a set of three okay at that point but it definitely wasn't like as big of a part of my practice I mean I wanted to do it it was just like the sewing machine I had at that time was so tiny uh, I <laughs> was it was hard to figure out how to do it um so when I upgraded my machine I was able to like you know start start increasing size too you don't have the crazy Bisa Butler machine do you have you seen no, 
No, I I mean I kind of have. I, I'll show you. I know okay. everyone can't see, but you can kind of see okay. that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. So that's the machine that I have. Mine is it's a similar to the kind that she has. It is a long arm quilting machine, but mine is sit down. Yeah. So the one that she has, um, it's on like a giant like um track system, and you it has handles. You move <laughs> you move it around by hand. The one that I have is still a sit down machine where you move the fabric itself okay. instead, instead of moving the needle. So I, I don't know if a giant, one of those really big systems will be in my future, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how we'll have goes. you back on the podcast when you, when you buy that. <laughs> okay. I think it's going to be an addiction. I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger until you're like in a warehouse that's just filled with these like sewing contraptions and you're just in the middle. You know, that sounds like maybe kind of a dream for yeah. me. <laughs> I would I would love that. I like I'm a collector. People say this horrible H word, hoarding. I'm like, I am a collector, okay? And I'm gonna need like everyone's like, why do you have 12 pairs of scissors? Because I need them. Yes. Thank you. I completely agree. My studio, people have likened me to a hoarder as well. I have a use for every single weird thing in there. And I know where everything is. Yes. And now I'm like, I have excuses now because thankfully now with everything that's happened, I've been able to get an assistant, an incredible assistant, Veronica. I love you. You're the light of my life. Um, and she is left-handed. So now I have an excuse to buy more scissors left-handed Not for you. You're just left trying to make, you're just trying to make her life easier. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this, exactly. You get it. You get <laughs> I it. totally get it. Um, well, the other thing was last time we talked to, um, you hadn't been in, tr- like you were in Toronto to go, to be going to OCAD to do your, um, master's but you had, hadn't left your apartment yet to go to school because it was like full on lockdown. So are you, do you actually get to go to the school now? Funny, because now we're connecting again through the, through another lockdown. We're locked down here again. No. But I did, I did get to go outside though. I, it just happened. I did get to go outside and it actually was summer. So that was nice. Like winter lockdown. I'm like, yes, yeah, I'm not going anywhere anyway. Yeah. Exactly. So we went, we did like some ice cream places. We got some food. We went to museums. So I felt like I saw a little bit more of what Toronto has to offer. That's insane. I wonder what you'll end up doing. So you finish, you must be soon. Are you finishing soon? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm supposed, yes, this is my last term. I'm like in the thick of it. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. You're sewing as you're talking to me. <laughs> this is like a nice break. I was looking forward to it, honestly. So I'm so, so happy to be here. Well, what, what's going to happen when you finish? Are you going to stay in Toronto? Or are you going back to Vancouver? Do you, are you moving to New York? Like, do you know what you're going to do? I don't know. Of course, Claire would love me to move to the States. I'm like, um, I really like it here though so far. Like I haven't been here that long and a lot of it was just being inside. So I think for sure I'll be here for a while and probably lots of, you know, back and forth. 
to the Bahamas home and then also to like stuff that's happening in the States with my uh, exhibitions and all those kind of fun things. It's crazy to be watching on Instagram. There's stuff we're going to mention specifically just so I can post the photos of you in amazing dresses <laughs> and fabulous hair. And now, Gio, here's the thing. People say, oh, you shouldn't call it the jealous curator, you know, because that's a negative emotion. I haven't been actually jealous of people for years and years. I, I was able to transform it into admiration. But when you went to LACMA <laughs> in that dress with that hair on a red carpet, I believe there was a Getty image of you. I was like, <laughs> some swear words came out of my mouth. And I was like, I am so jealous. <laughs> I can't take it. Oh my gosh, man. That was a night. That was a night. No kidding. Like, were you, okay, well, people don't know what we're talking about. So we're going to stop there, but I'm just saying this out loud. We're going to come back to it, but that is just so that we can post that photo because damn, what a dress. <laughs> my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. I felt like. That's the best thing I've ever worn in my whole life. So you just wear it now to go get takeout and like. <laughs> I borrowed that. I did not buy that dress. It's from Greta Constantine. Incredible. Um, oh my God. Designers here in Toronto that labels. So yeah, I, I just look back at the photos fondly. Remember it once. <sighs> Damn, me too. <laughs> I didn't even get to wear it. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not bitter. It's fine. Um, okay. So, okay. So we know how you got to Vancouver, then you've gone to Toronto. So last time we spoke, it was June something of 21. You had just had your show at Claire Oliver, your first solo show that sold out. Yeah. Okay. Were you because they always warn you now, now with the interweb and everything, like the openings, it doesn't sell out. That's how it used to happen back in the day. That's not really how it happens now. Collectors like to take their time, yada, yada, yada. You're there. You went to the opening. The show sells out. Did it sell out before the show even opened? Yes. Yes. Big part due to Claire, who is just like the mightiest of the mighty. She is. Incredible. I know I keep dropping hints for her to rep me. She hasn't picked up on it yet. I'm like, she is amazing. She, I've yeah. like the way she, the hustle she puts in for her artists is just amazing. Yeah. I, I feel like I always, I'm like, feel like I'm her only artist. Every artist that she represents feels that way. You know, like she yeah. really, she's always going like, I mean, <sighs> I don't know how she's, how she's doing it I get tired like I did a 20 minute workout yesterday for the first time in a long time I'm like I gotta take like a few days off this is <laughs> she runs like six miles a day so yeah oh she, yeah she's just amazing and I'm so excited like everything that um has happened since you two have come together has just been like so much fun to watch she was on that red carpet as well anyway mm -hmm. anyway um okay so you have this crazy sold out show um and then just every time I checked Instagram there was something else so I don't even know I was trying to make a list that we could talk about I'm like I don't know the order I had to go through Claire I went through Claire's Instagram actually in reverse order and I just started writing stuff down 
at some point in there, there was a, an Oprah.com interview. Yeah. Wow. I know. I know. That in was New York. Just... So you were there for that and you like, yeah. okay. So was that the first big thing after that solo show? I believe it was. The show was still up. The yes. I remember because up. that's where the interview was, was, was in the show still hanging. Yeah. Yeah. It was just about to close because it opened in April and I think that happened like around June, if I'm not mistaken. So it was just like, it was close to closing and we got to like, just have this incredible, like, you know, this, that's like a lifelong type of experience that you just carry with you forever, really. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, oh, it, it's just also exciting because I just think you deserve all of this attention, but it doesn't always happen, you know, like. Like mm-hmm. there's so many artists who I'm like, oh, I love them. And they're amazing artists and they're amazing people and all this stuff should be happening for them. And for whatever reason, stars don't align or whatever. But for you, it's just like, oh my God. Yeah, it's all it's aligning. Been, it's all aligning. I feel super lucky because a lot of people think like there's some kind of like formula to doing it. I don't know if there is and I just did it accidentally or something, but um I don't think so I think a lot of the art world is about right place right time kind of thing who you know kind of thing it's a lot more that goes into it than just making like really good honest work because I know so many incredible artists like you say um and it's just it just doesn't always happen that way yeah you just have to it's exactly right you just have to keep on uh pushing and pushing like I, I've had some frustrating times in the last year and a half because I've just been in my studio working right um and for a long time with no show I was just trying to figure some stuff out which is wonderful and exciting sometimes and then other times you have the moments of what is the point why am I putting mm-hmm. in all of this effort you know and then you just have to shake that off and be like because I love being in my studio and I love this work yeah. and I'm just going to keep going and then hopefully at some point, right place, right time comes together with all that hard work, but you have to do the hard work or the right place, right time is never going to ever happen. And that's what you've been doing for years. Yeah. I mean, before I didn't have an inkling that this would happen, especially so fast. And before all of that, I had to come to the kind of same, I felt that exact same way. Like, what is the reason to do this? Like, you know, it's, it takes a lot, it's a lot of emotional energy to create this kind of artwork. It's a lot of personal investment cost. Um, but I knew that art would always be a thing that would be with me for my lifetime. I don't necessarily believe in like, if you're not doing this full time, then it's a hobby kind of thing. I never did. I me was, either. Yeah. I've always tried to structure my life in a way that, you know, I, I need to make money to live. So I've always worked alongside like, doing my regular art practice um I don't think there should be any kind of like bad feelings about that any kind of like shame around that um I don't think think so either and I think there's actually an advantage sometimes too because you get inspiration from outside Mm -hmm. things right if you're working in a coffee shop or you know you're doing whatever you're gonna find inspiration in even if it's a mundane job, I always tell people like, try and look for inspiration in that mundane job to bring back to your art practice. Yeah. I mean, even just connecting with people is a big Mm -hmm. part of it too, which happens a lot through work, depending on 
how your workplace is set up if, if it's customer facing, which a lot of my, a lot of the work that I did was, I find a lot, uh, you know, I think that that those making those connections can be, you know, a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. What were you doing in Vancouver when I met you? Were you, were you full-time artisting then or what were you doing? Oh no, this, this full-time thing just started like, <laughs> this is brand new. Um, I, well, I, I had a lot of different jobs. I gotta say, Um, I want to hear them. I did while I was in Vancouver, I did face painting for a little while. I worked at a, like a baby store. It's like an eco-friendly, like cool baby store in Kitsilano. Hip baby. Oh, Um, I bought so much of Charlie's stuff there when he was born. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah, I love that store still. Honestly, I had a great time working there. Um, I worked as an assistant to talent agent. I also did commercials, acted in commercials. Um, what? I, I, I did like pretty big, like I was in a Amex commercial. I was in a Macy's commercial for one second. It's like one second, but I didn't. So I like, what? Oh, that's awesome. So people still like, is this you? Yes. It's- um this is not the end of the list I worked actually at a coffee shop but I did admin and then the last thing I did right before coming here was I worked at UBC in like as like student uh in the office in the school of kinesiology as student support so another admin thing wow oh my gosh and so how are you balancing all of that because you were starting to make quite a bit of work then yeah, I, I tried to focus on finding work that allowed me to kind of have some work-life balance. So uh, I would do, like at UBC, I was working four days a week mm. and that would give me a little bit more time. Like I felt like at five days, it was just, impo- it felt impossible to then be like, I have two days left to get all my rest in, all my fun in and like still make art. Like yeah. it just wasn't happening. So Four days ended up being a nice spot where I would still have some time to also make and do, you know, and still go to work. Mm-hmm. And has your studio always been in your house? Yeah. Yeah. It's always been in my house. I never had like a, I had a dream like, oh my God, I want this big outside studio. And then I just had home studios because that, you know, I just couldn't pay for some yeah, yeah. outside space. Especially Vancouver and, then, and Toronto. <laughs> Both oh so my. expensive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I was like, let's just use the second like bedroom area. We're gonna make this the studio. And I always shared with my partner Steven. So it was like half and half. And then I realized like I like having a home studio. Like I wanna just do I have to put on pants? No. Shoes? No. Am I <laughs> Like, bra no <laughs> ne- never why would we you know so now I have a studio I'm thankful to be able to uh, afford a space now that I can exclusively have as a space for making so I just got another apartment in the same building that I live in oh, a smaller smart. space that wasn't like really finished and I was like is there could I use this for a studio space they were like yeah, you can. Um, yeah, it probably works yeah, for them. Crazy. Then they don't have to get it like livable, really. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it worked for everyone because now I like just 
I put a coat on over my clothes. So I'm like, yeah, I just, I was just outside everyone. It's just, and then I come into my studio, I throw it on the ground and I'm like, time to be myself. <laughs> make, they, the coat covers the part that shows that you're not wearing pants. Exactly. Yeah. I have, I got it. I got like a cot, like an ankle length coat, <laughs> just, just for this reason, you know, hopefully the elevator never breaks down. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Cause I, uh, same thing when I, we built a studio in our basement cause it was an unfinished basement and I was going to go rent a place in town. Cause I live in a tiny town. So it'd be super cheap. And then my husband was like, well, why wouldn't we spend that money that you'd spend on rent? Let's just rent the basement that we were going to reno anyway. Um, but I was feeling like I wanted to be an artist who went off to the studio every day. But honestly, now it's so nice because I'll go down there for eight hours, but I can pop up and like, you know, go pick Charlie up from school or I can go and mm -hmm. make some coffee or I can make his lunch or whatever. And I'm not like, because once I get into the studio, I'm not coming home yeah. or vice versa. I'll be like, well, there's no point in going because I can only be there for two hours before I have to go and do that, you know? So it is quite nice having it just right here. Yeah, it is nice. I mean, it's, it is in that way where you can end up spending a lot of time there just because it's so easy. But I find it's like, I have had like the, I don't really have too much of that effect. Of course I experience it, but it's more the effect of like, it's not going to take me an hour to get there. So I might as well, you know, down. yeah, yeah. Even if I just have like, even if I just have an hour today to get there, I, it's going to take me one minute to get yeah. there so I <laughs> the do elevator it. doesn't break down maybe take the oh, stairs God. just in case take the stairs yeah. um is, your partner's name is Stephen is that right yes yeah, yeah I can't believe I remember that. um so Stephen so does he get the whole second bedroom now yes no you know what you know what I did I I there's the whole second bedroom it's to the ceiling now with cardboard because he's working on some cardboard figures and I put on one wall in there. I was like, let's make this wall an extra storage space for us. Uh-huh. It's really just, there's, there's no Steven stuff there. It's just, but I'm going to call it an us space. Uh -huh. So now we have some shelves there. I can, you know, the products, the hair products that I have collected. Uh-huh. You know, I have Slash space ported, yes. Slash ported. So, I mean, he pretty much has that whole room though. So that's nice too. So now we have like two spaces for making. That's amazing. That's so good. Um, I was wondering, yeah, cause that you, it looks a lot different than when we last talked behind you. So that's why I was like, wait, are you still at home or not? Um, that's so good. So does that mean, when did you move in there? Here it was probably right after I talked to you, I think oh, okay. that, that was around like July, I believe. Oh, okay. I was going to say, now that you have more space, do you feel like your work is getting bigger? Like, does it, ch you know, it's like when you put a goldfish in a bowl, depending on the size of the bowl, the goldfish gets yeah. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> now that you have more I mean, space. Yeah, I have made bigger work. Like I've made, I made the biggest thing that I have ever made. It was like a piece I haven't shown it yet. It's not, um, it hasn't been on view anywhere yet, but it will be. Mm -hmm. It's like a piece with um, three figures called Gallivanting. So that's going to be um, shown pretty soon. I wouldn't, I would never really have been able to make that because it's so, it's, it's pretty big. It's three mm -hmm. separate panels, but I was able to actually look at it together all in one piece, which is like, 
never do that. But I, I found more than anything, I guess, like I'm able now to see all everything that I'm working. So I, I'm, and I end up working on more things at once and I can see right. everything that I'm doing at once instead of like this thing and one at a time. Yeah. And then having to move it to be able to see something else. And yeah, yeah oh, that's so, exactly. so good. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to go through the list now. So, okay. We did the Oprah.com thing. Bonkers. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Then the art fairs started coming. Mm-hmm. How many art fairs did you do? I, I only saw two, but that doesn't seem right. No, no, that is right. I did oh. two. I just did, um, I did the London art fair. So 154. Yes. And then I did, um, did you go, did you go to uh, London? Yes, I did go. I got to go, thankfully, because I was in October. So it was like, I was able to travel after that. So I did that. That was incredible. I'd never been to the UK before. So it was a good experience to oh actually my gosh. see things. Um, that was just, that was, that's an African diaspora art fair. So I felt really at home there. Um, it was really, really incredible to see the other works like my peers are making and just to see the pieces of my work is in conversation with in person, which I hadn't had a chance to do for so, so long. Yeah. That Uh, must have been amazing to be there and to see people react Mm -hmm. to the work and be able to talk to people about it. Yeah, it was, it was really great, but it was also overwhelming because, uh, the, Art fairs are like a weird world. You enter like a warp zone or something. It's like <laughs> you don't know what time of day it is, how long you've been in there, you haven't eaten. No. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And people just keep coming in. They they have like these time tickets and they come in on the hour. And our booth was like really nicely placed right next to an entrance. Um, and it would get crazy at some points with like people wanting to talk to you or like I was. I was um, excited, but also kind of overwhelmed. I didn't expect it to be so much. Yeah. Were you so exhausted at the end? Uh, I think Claire was more exhausted than me because <laughs> that first, the, the, it was like the first day I was there for a long time. I was wiped. I was so tired. But after that, I just kind of popped in and out. I didn't have to really stay at the fair too long so I got to explore the city and other things like that so it was it was it was tiring mind you setting up all the work and everything like that just making sure it was all together um but it was it was still like a bit of a vacation yeah um and then did everything sell at that show yeah yeah and I mean so fast too it was like I, I can believe it. I was really proud of the work I that can. I made. But oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, I, I was proud of the work that I made, but um, I never go in with expectations. I just want to be able to be satisfied with what I've made and truly honest with myself that the work was a genuine exploration and something that I really wanted to make. And mm-hmm. if I get that, I'm like pretty happy. But of course, it is incredibly nice to also sell the work at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. The next one on the list was Untitled in Miami. Yes. <laughs> wild. <laughs> that was just 
that was beautiful because I was there with my gallery, which is like, you know, another kind of a family with uh, a Claire Oliver gallery showing with two other really incredible artists, Robert Peterson and Stan Squirewell, also Barbara Earl Thomas, who I admire and just love so much, love her work so much. So that was just huge for me to exhibit along with um, those three just wonderful artists. And then there were also so many Bahamian artists at that fair. Oh, it was like Turn, Turn Gallery had like a bunch of artists and then also Sydney Colby was there. Oh my gosh. So it was like all the Bahamian people, we just like kept meeting up at the different booths and everyone knew where we were because it was like the loudest spot in the whole fair. So they could find us without like having to text anyone, they'd know where we were. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Had you been to um, Art Miami before? No, no, that Isn't was it my crazy? first time. I've only been once and I just loved every single second. Yeah, I mean, it was just wild. Untitled itself was really, really strong. So much incredible work. You get to see all this work by artists that you have only seen online and that you admire so much you see it in person and then there's like basil also happening and then we also went to the rubel museum which just like that show blew me away just stellar there's so many other fairs and other things happening it, it's like you can really get like into it there yeah yeah it's um i know it's so electric and it gives you so many ideas and you see so much and um you always come away from those things just like exhausted slash completely invigorated. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I did, I did a thing I'm probably never going to do again, which was, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's in Florida. So I'll just immediately go home to visit my family after. Oh my gosh. Cause that visiting family, I love it. I love my family so much and spending time with them. But it is not a vacation. It's like, <laughs> it's like every, they're like, you have to get in spending time with everyone enough for the whole like year until the next time you come here. So it's like, bam, bam, bam activity, activity. By the end of it, I was like, <gasps> you need a vacation from your vacation with your family. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, and so the work that was in both of those fairs, um, I'm just taking for granted that people just know what your work is like. I realize we haven't actually talked about the pieces. Oh gosh, no, we didn't. Because <laughs> I completely know, I can picture it all. Um, so it was a combination of the full size pieces and then um, sort of like the silhouette bust pieces, right? Yeah, so I had... Um three different series of work there. So the, the full size pieces, I had six in total. There were four that were on view. Mm -hmm. um, so three of them from the Pretty Pretty series, which, which is like the fully stitched series with just a little bit of fabric. Mm -hmm. And then three from the Love Letter series, which is the ones that are all fabric with the black and gold backgrounds and the um, fabric silhouetted bodies. Um, those were, that was a very cool experience because that was the first time I ever um, did portraits of my sisters. So I was going to ask the, who, who the women were. Yeah, those are my sisters, my three older sisters. Wow. Um, it was really fun to be able to make those. 
uh, I felt like I, they were in the studio with me watching approvingly, but also like <laughs> giving tips that made, <laughs> made me look good. <laughs> Can we uh, bump that part out and thin that part down? Um, how come you, cause a lot of the work has been self portraits, mm-hmm. but is that because, is there a reason for that? Is that because you have, um, accessibility to yourself? I think a part of it was accessibility. I made a lot of self-portraits through the pandemic just mm-hmm. because photograph, I work from um, photographs that I take usually for, especially for the full body pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, photographing people was really hard. It was just hard to get, be in contact with anyone. Um, and then also too, for me, I, it's like a documentation of myself, like on, I feel like the last, I mean, pretty much like everyone throughout their adult life I've been on a real journey of like self-discovery learning so much more about myself learning who I am as a person as a black woman um as like a person from the Bahamas now you know moving and living in Canada what that all means and I think through my work I can kind of piece that together and explore it um It's also a way to, I think it's like, sometimes when you look in the mirror at yourself, it's all of this. I, I sometimes feel like, yes, you look good, but sometimes I also feel like, like a judgment, like you, like, you know, really looking at these particular parts of your body and like hyper scrutinizing. And when I'm stitching, I don't feel that. I just feel like a strong appreciation for my body and myself and the way that I really look and the way, and that kind of affects the way that I feel about, about myself and just, just how I feel in general. Um, so these works are like internal kind of discoveries, but also like the external learning to love myself really in this body that I'm in right now. Mm, That's so beautiful. That's so powerful for all women. I know that you said that um, we talked about this last time, but at the first show at Claire's when um, just the reaction of seeing other, you know, like girls or women of color looking at these portraits that are life-size, like that's why I love your full, like life-size body ones because they're so striking and it's so, um, you know, head to toe, you know, and people can like, it's almost like standing in front of a full length mirror. And there were so many people who took like photos standing in the same poses and stuff. And I know that you said that that just like, you know, was sort of everything for you. And so how, how does that play into your work? Like knowing that um, in a culture where there's not a lot of black women represented in lots of places that you get to be one of these people that's putting that image out there and that it's selling out. Uh, I mean, it feels incredible. It's like one of the, it's the thing that you can't predict the response. I feel pretty like confident and comfortable in my ability to be like, I've created something that's really great, but you never know how people are going to respond or interact with the piece. So to me, it's like the absolute highest honor for people to, especially for other black women and girls to look at this work and say, I see myself in it. And to be someone who is contributing to that conversation is, you know, I feel like part of my overall purpose and like 
my calling in life, it's like, um, I like people do ask me sometimes if there's a lot of pressure to create this work and I don't necessarily feel a lot of pressure. I really just feel honored to be able to contribute to this conversation and to create images that of black women that are nuanced that you know you see yourself reflected back in a way that is kind of very uh, multi-layered and not just uh, kind of like static representation yeah like stereotypical yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah it's so um why did you because I know you have done all that self-portraiture why did you decide to do your sister's I feel like it's been a long time coming. It's kind of like for me, I, I guess maybe it's because of the, the family that I'm from. It's very hard for me to express like uh, my feelings to my sisters. I'm like, just like, like, okay, I like you. Just like, leave me alone. Okay. Um, <laughs> Are you the baby? I, I, I have a younger brother, but I'm the youngest so of the um, girls. Yeah. Of the girls. Uh, so I feel like I've been doing all this preparation of like self portraits and like portraits of my friends who is so much, who like, I guess, because I met them at the point of my life when I had so much growth, it's much easier for me to like express my admiration and love. And now I'm learning to do that with the people who are the, at, like the closest to me. So these portraits felt like a really great way to uh to just pay tribute to them and to make this work and dedication you know to them oh are those the love letter ones i made one of each so i made one pretty pretty and one love letter of each oh, of them okay oh that's so nice i always wondered who those people were now now we know <laughs> <laughs> now you okay know. so before we get into all of the museums that have collected your work geo can you even? I know. I know. Okay, before we I get to can't. that. Um, <laughs> what now? Can you tell us what you're working on now? What I want to know is because I've, I feel like your work has, I loved it the moment I saw it, but then I loved the next evolution and then I loved the next evolution. And we talked about that a little bit in the last episode about the fact that that's part of your practice really is this evolution of self and everything so where all of this crazy year a do you have even time to make work between school and like wearing fabulous dresses in los angeles um <laughs> and b if you actually do have time for work what are you making has it evolved or where are you uh, i do have time to make work thankfully because my school is it's like a master's MFA program, but it's like studio art. Mm -hmm. So I've been doubling up a lot of times, like the, <laughs> the assignment and the show. I hope this is legal. Um, <laughs> I, I make work that, you know, is supported so much by the academic work that I'm doing in school, the research, the reading, the writing, and then also the making that happens with it. And I feel like it feeds back into my more like professional practice that is a lot of in, like conversations like this where I discover things all the time. Um, and also having to kind of produce for exhibitions. Right. Uh, so I, I have time because it's part of my program, but it is a lot. It is, yeah. it is a lot of work. 
Um, and, and so, I you know, definitely... like sometimes when you're in that situation where it is like, I need to produce, like you need to produce for school, mm-hmm. but you also need to produce for exhibitions, especially now that you're selling out everything. It's like, now there's, mm-hmm. now there's expectation, like people want stuff by a certain time. So are you able to be experimenting and evolving in that? Or right now, are you just putting your head down and getting work ready for stuff? It's like I had like a backlog of experimentations that I mm. have been doing and wanted to do. So th- like, I'm still not through that yet. Yeah. I know there, I, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to be done to being done with school, having more time for which I think is as important as producing is reflection and time for rest, rest and restoration. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have that, it's impossible to be able to continue to create. It's just, yeah, you'll just burn right out. Yeah. You'll burn out. You'll hit a wall. You just won't have any more creative energy left. So, and, and I also know that the level that I'm producing at probably not probably it's not going to be sustainable long-term. There's going to be points when I need to kind of pull back from that part of it and move more into kind of that phase of, uh, reflection and experimentation. Um, so those, those for sure will come up. I don't expect it to always be, uh, the same process for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which is such a smart way to look at it because you wouldn't want to anyway. Could you imagine if right now it's like, okay, now you have to make this work forever. You wouldn't even want, you wouldn't want to do that, even though it's successful and whatever, like artists don't, we don't work like that. Like we want to keep trying things and yeah, I mean, that's the part of the process that's the most for me. The like, the fun of figuring something out. It's not really that interesting anymore. If you, for me, there's, there's not a lot of learning that happens. There's not a lot of growth or experimentation that happens when you have like continued to make the exact same thing with no, with no real kind of uh, true investment in or interest in your part it's just I know people like this I'm gonna make it yeah you can tell when you reach that point too and I do feel like I have you know I I can feel when I'm getting there and I pull back and I say what what do I really want to make and I just try to go in that direction yeah and so right now um because you mentioned that really great big piece um Mm -hmm. are things getting bigger are they like um when you are for school, like reading and researching, what kind of things are you thinking about? I guess I haven't restricted myself to size. I've made bigger and also smaller. Yeah. Like I've, I've worked a lot with those. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the grids. Yes. Um, yes. The, the smaller silhouette. You had those, those in Miami, right? Yes. Yeah. I had a grid in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've worked smaller like that. And I've also gotten bigger. Um, I try not to really focus too much on like, I want to just get bigger and bigger and bigger because, you know, it doesn't necessarily always mean better. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm thinking first of the work that I want to make and um, the best kind of way to carry that out. Mm -hmm. Um, You you said another thing, but I have forgotten. I, as as have I. Okay. All of the questions I've asked you so far, I realize are like five questions in one. And then I just stare at you and wait for an awesome answer, um, which you're giving, but I'm, I'm requiring way too much. Okay. I'm just excited to get to the list. The list. The list. Okay. Um, 
Oh God, and there's things we have to come back to, like Black is the New Black on Refinery29. Yes. Did that just happen? Yes, that just happened. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what happened. Oh my so. God. Really? You didn't even know they just named you as one of these awesome people? Right. Yes. It's, uh, I mean, I worked with one of the, um, Brooke Obi, who was the former deputy director at Refinery29 for another interview and another article, totally unrelated. And I just, I didn't know that this was going to come out. So it was a really, really beautiful, wonderful, like Christmas time surprise for me. <laughs> Yeah, it was so good I'll post for everybody listening i'm going to post all of this stuff um in the great big post on my site that will go along with this so that you can see but basically it was this article that like named all of these amazing people in different categories um and so you were sort of in the arts category but there were writers and um was there a film person in there a music person and like all of these and they were all women right all women, all black women. Um, so that was extremely special to me to be like in this incredible list with people that I just admire so, so, so much. Um, it was just like the, like, again, the highest of the high yeah. honors. <laughs> he must just be floating around this whole year. Uh, okay. So See, I didn't even get to the list. I got stopped by that. Okay. Um, okay. So I wrote this down because Claire just posted this. She did a little recap on her Instagram saying, what a great year you'd had. And she says, um, Geo's work acquired by Art Institute of Chicago, Museum of Fine Art Boston, Museum of Fine Art St. Petersburg, Wiseman Museum of Art, Minneapolis Institute of Art. What the also, let's loop back to St. Petersburg. Don't you have a gigantic show there coming up in 22? I do. I do have a gigantic show there. Uh, I have my first museum solo show opening May 28th. I'm so excited. The preparation that's gone into that, I, I, I absolutely cannot wait for it to be like, just to be able to see it. Are you going, I hope? Oh, I'm for sure, like, I'd be barring anything super, you know, yeah, any, so. anything else happening. <laughs> um, but if I am allowed to go, and if it is safe to go, I 100% am going. You, like, how many times have you, and you completely deserve it. So this, this doesn't mean that you don't deserve it. But like, how many times have you pinched yourself in the last year to be like, what is happening? Like, it's so exciting every day it feels like i'm not living my life okay like am i me i don't know why this it's like you're watching time. this really cool netflix special about this woman right who who is this who is she um, and where I, did she get I mean, that hairdo i can't believe it i have like a bit of imposter syndrome where it's like oh god how long till everyone catches on oh come <laughs> on you know, I feel, I mean, I feel it. I know it's like, you know, you get all the validation. I think like the more you, I think like, you know, I think like, you know, the next thing is going to make me solidified and thinking that I am. And it doesn't, you still kind of feel like, I mean, I still kind of feel sometimes like, you know, um, what if everything I've ever made is horrible? Uh, <laughs> But I think that's just being an artist. I, I think I think that's just being human. There. That's just, just human. Being, that's just human. Absolutely. Yeah. But 
most of the time I'm on, I'm on cloud nine. Like I just, when I get good news, I get stuck like in whatever spot I'm in. So I just like, I'm stuck in my position for two hours. Like, is this real or? Yeah. Do you find it hard? Like when, when really exciting things happen to me, I'm like, well, that's it for my day. Like I can't (laughs) focus anymore because I'm just way too excited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, um, I, I have a meter on how much I can like put into the day. And one really big thing at the beginning, that means I'm like couched out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe work out for 20 minutes, call it a day. You know, <laughs> let's call it five and just, I think that's good enough. <laughs> um, okay. So what was the first acquisition? Was it the Institute of Chicago? Did they, mm. did they buy something from? The first acquisition, I don't want to get this wrong. Wrong. Oh, oh right. gosh. I don't, I think these, all of these were acquired during the, um, my solo exhibition with, uh, at Claire Oliver Gallery. Oh, okay. So it kind of happened like, I, I can't say who was the first. I'm yeah. really sorry. If you're yeah. listening and you're the first, just, you know, in your heart, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> um, but were you thinking, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking that right now. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Um, I'm just so excited for you because this is something, this is very like, I'm, I mean, in a way I'm not surprised at all, but this is also something that very often happens later in a career, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. so flippant exciting that it's all happening now to such a nice, amazing person. Like that's the other thing. It's like, you know, when it happens to somebody who's just so sweet, you're like, yes, makes me so happy. I can't. That's so nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm just like, again, I have to say I'm super fan girl of you. I love you. You're just like, honestly, the greatest. I was so excited when I first met you at that, at the, at the first exhibition for the Bombay Sapphire yeah. thing. That yeah. was, I was like, what is happening right now? Oh, um, no, so I, 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 really, I remember that evening fondly too. Cause I, I, um, I, when I find artists that I like that I, you know, that are just sort of emerging, I just find it so exciting because I was like, oh, this is not the last I will see. And I just, that's why I said, I feel like I'm like, oh, I already knew this. I knew all of this. You know what you did? Because like, that was my first really, really big like thing to happen. I told everyone, everyone that would listen, I was like, guess what I'm on jealous curators Instagram I told my family like I announced it in all the whatsapp groups it was a big big deal and it still is to me um so I gotta say I really appreciate it because I was not at the level that I'm at now like I was not um very well known at all and you saw the value in the work before 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 it had to be shown to you in any way you saw it so I really appreciate that yeah no and I'm just so excited like that's why I say it's so fun to watch your evolution because it's like I don't know what she's gonna do next but I know it's gonna be amazing okay so let's scoot back we've listed all the lists let's just quickly scoot back to talk about the show at LACMA where you wore the Insano dress that I'm gonna post a photo Mm -hmm. of um can you tell us what that show was about and all the amazing people that were there that you got to meet? So that exhibition was a black portraits exhibition. 
funnily, my work was actually not in this exhibition, um, but some, uh, some of the people on the board at LACMA had acquired some of my pieces and they had a really wonderful relationship with Claire. And um, it was just a great opportunity for me to meet them and for me to meet a lot of other people who in, in LA and um, affiliated with LACMA that have uh, been interested in my work in practice. So I got invited to this really like big fancy, I didn't know, I didn't even know what it was when I was, first, when Claire first told me, I was like, oh, that sounds so fun. Like, yeah. And then I Googled it. I was like, hang, hang on. <laughs> what is this? Like, this is like a real, I was like, wait, this is like a real big, like red carpet event. So um, it was just, I felt like, I don't know, I felt like just Disney princess. I was like, I'm transformed. I'm never going to look this good again. I better take as many photos as I can. <laughs> it was, it looked like, it looked like the Oscars for art. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. Like, oh my gosh, I was just in awe the whole time, like, our superstars like Amy Sherrill and Kehinde Wiley were being um, honored that night. And I was like, I am breathing the same air. Like, I was like, I'm gonna walk past Amy Sherrill right now. And I was, that was enough for me. I was like, this is all I need for the whole night. Um, I, you, I got, you weren't able to talk to her. Right? I'm sure she had a lineup of people waiting to talk to her. I, I didn't get to talk to her, but I feel like I did. You know, I feel, I feel like I, she, she did a really fantastic, like talk the next Yes, I heard after. it was amazing. Yeah. Mind blowing. She's just like the most down to earth, super funny, super real and honest. There's no, like, there's no veneer. There's no like facade. I um, had her on the podcast right after the portraits came out. I couldn't believe she said, yeah, I know. I couldn't believe she said yes. And Hang on. Have you not heard that episode? I have no, I have not heard this episode. And I know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> I know what I'm doing now. It's a that. really good episode. Did you know that she worked oh as a bouncer gosh. in a bar during college? Oh my God. No, I didn't. And she quit because she uh, didn't, she either broke a nail or she didn't want to break a nail. She had a really nice manicure and she was like, kicking someone out and she was like, no, not worth ris risking the manicure. So she quit. How awesome is it? And then she paints Michelle that Obama's is... portrait. Mind blowing, mind blowing. I know, I couldn't I have... believe she said yes, it was amazing. I'm so, so excited that you got to do that. Congratulations. Me too. That's, I think that was my incredible. one opportunity. I think now she's so busy and How so like, did... I, yeah. I missed everything. This is the symptom of like, having being in school and doing all this stuff like oh yeah social I know. media my social media game is very very weak right now well no I still get people that I'm see I think you're going to be episode 219 I still get people going oh you have a podcast so oh, oh boy <laughs> no, okay you're fine at least you know that I have one um but yeah she was amazing and then was Bisa Butler there yes you had work there right Yes, she did. She had an incredible, uh, was the Chadwick Boseman quilt. Oh, amazing. So I was like, tears, like it was just beautiful. And it was, I talked to Bisa a lot, like 
and I feel like I already met her, but I didn't know it was the first time I saw her in person. And I like saw her from across, we were outside and I saw her from across the room kind of. And I was like, Bisa, oh my God. Everyone was like, what is going on right now? Oh, there's the Bahamian again, getting loud. <laughs> Like we know where you're from. Yeah, the so Canadian I, hasn't kicked in yet. Clearly, otherwise, she'd be apologizing to everybody and not making a peep. Sorry, I'm yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, I I do do that, but I was like, no apologies needed. This yeah. is the biggest moment of my whole life. I saw her; it was just beautiful. She's just as kind as like I. You don't expect people who are just doing so much and just achieving so much just to be also super nice and kind and um, just incredible people. And she definitely is. So it was a beautiful moment to connect with her there. That's so crazy. So you go back to the hotel afterwards, get out of the gown and into your jammies. And are you thinking like, whoa, that was a night. I was thinking like, I'm going to order pancakes in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I went back to maybe the hit the pool. Maybe. <laughs> you, you know me too well. Um, I went back to the hotel after I, 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 I got to the after party. I actually ended up at the after party. Oh yeah, like, you did. I didn't expect, I was happy enough to just be at the event. And I was like, oh, I like, this has made my entire life. I don't need anything else for, for my whole life. If nothing else is great happens to me, I'm ex- I accept that. Um, and then I ran into another Bohemian artist there at Bar Strand. He was like, you know, let's go to the after party together. And I played it cool, like, oh, yeah. Um, I was planning on going there anyway, so. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll go. Um, <laughs> no, no, I was like, yes, absolutely. So. That was just so, so wonderful. Um, Paris Hilton helped me skip the drink line there. It was, uh, it was beautiful. Are you lying? No, I wish. I almost wish that it sounds made up, but she is just, she was, she's radiant. Like she had like an aura around her. It was gold. Um, <laughs> and I was on the back of the line, probably staring at her. And she was like, do you want, let's skip the line. It's too long. And I was like, me? so she met me and I was like, she's like, I love your dress. It's, you just look beautiful. And I was like, you are um, the light of my life. And <laughs> can we get married? Uh, yeah, she was, she was really, really sweet and nice. And I was, I, I don't know. I just, I guess you kind of expect celebrities I didn't think anyone would even talk to me or like, I was just happy to be, you know, hanging around, but everyone was really cool and just great. Can we just jump back to the beginning of this where I said that I'd let my jealousy go years ago (laughs) (laughs) until I saw the Getty image of you in that dress and now you're skipping the line with Paris. Meanwhile, I haven't left my house in two years, Gio. I haven't left my house in two years. <laughs> <laughs> the next time you and Claire get all gussied up, you better call me and I will fly to wherever you're going. I'm coming. We need our other best gal. Yes. That's we right. would dominate. We would dominate. Everyone would have to get out of our way. We'd form like linked arms in a line and just, just take over. Oh my God. That 
is a great story. That I, I thought you were lying with the Paris Hilton thing there. I thought you were just trying to throw a little Absolutely crazy not. cherry on top. Wow. Maybe, you know, when I get like old and um, I'm telling all these stories, I know people are going to be like, okay. Yeah, your grandchildren will be like, okay, sit back down, there Granny. She goes again. <laughs> there she goes again. Back in my day when Paris and I were BFFs. <laughs> okay, so, you know, 2021 was like pretty good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, incredible. Yes, as, it's, as far as 2021 goes, 2022. Let's talk about a major Rizzoli publication. Yes, the book. The, the book. book. The book. What is going on? Does it come out in 22? Is it like underway? It, it comes out. It's like alongside the um, exhibition at Museum of Fine Arts in Petersburg. Okay. So um, MFA St. Pete worked on it as well as um, Art Institute Chicago. Uh, it's just like, I can't believe it. Like you can, there's, there's a book with my name on it and my artwork in it. I was, I just can't believe that that's a thing or that's something that I can say, but it's true. And also the <laughs> biggest, like most, like the thing that I can't believe the most is that Nicole Hannah-Jones has, she wrote for the book. She interviewed me. I got to talk to her. So that is just like another life maker right there. Oh my God. So when did that happen? Because books take a long time. Books take a long time. We were working on this probably for like, uh, ever since, since May, since the exhibition kind of, so it was like gathering all the images, all the writing for the book. I wrote a little bit for it. Um, Catherine Pill from MFA St. Pete wrote, Melinda Watt from Art Institute Chicago also wrote uh, for it. And then obviously Nicole Hannah-Jones. So we've spent the last time, I think I got the last like, uh, copy it. I don't know what you call it when they said proofs, proofs. Yep. <laughs> I got the last set of proofs for it, uh, at, um, untitled while I was at untitled. Oh, how fancy are you? Excuse <laughs> me, everyone. Excuse me for just a moment. I need to review the proofs of my Rizzoli book. I'll be right Get back out of with you. Way. Yeah. I need more room. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, so it'll come out end of May when the show opens. Uh, yeah, we're going to have some, uh, I think it comes out for the show for sure, but a little bit before. Yeah. Uh, a little and then you'll do book signings and stuff like that. Claire hadn't listed those yet. She said those were coming. She hadn't listed any dates yet. I think we're going to do some signings. I think for sure uh, what we have confirmed is in April, I will be at another fair, Expo Chicago. Mm. Um, and I will hopefully have some books there to do a signing. So that will be just like, I don't know. I'm like, I'll probably still not feel like it's real after I've already done it. So I'm excited. You got to borrow another dress for that. Oh yeah. I mean, (laughs) oh, and because I'm going to post a photo of you with the grid behind you in Miami, whose dress was that? That is, uh, that dress is from Ophiure. So that's another Toronto. I, I believe, I want to, I know they're Canadian based. I believe Toronto based uh, brand. Stunning. Uh, it was, I couldn't believe, and it's affordable too. Like they weren't, the pieces weren't expensive. I think the skirt, that big skirt Ruffly, was like yeah. 
Yeah, it's like 150 Canadian. Oh, I don't know. Should we be talking about this? Anyway, just so everyone knows, it's not, it's like, wasn't, I thought it would be a lot more expensive than it was when I saw it on the website, when I saw photos of it, but I was like, wow, I can't believe this incredible garment is just like within reach. Well, and you just were a knockout in it. Like Paris would have invited you to another party in Miami had she seen that dress. <laughs> so for the book signing, I can't even imagine what it's going to be. Um, oh my God, I need the world to open up so that I can come to these things and like come and get my book signed by you. Like, you know, I just, oh, it's I got to get out of my house, happen. man. I got to get out of my house. At Whoop. some point, at some point it's going to happen. Like yeah. I I told you since the last time, I'm willing it into the universe. It's Thank going you. To, Could you do it faster, a little more willing a little quicker i'm trying to work on i keep telling people like i am a psychic like i feel like i have some kind of like psychic like cosmic something because i can guess people's middle name a lot i'm I'm... you're setting yourself up now what's my (laughs) middle name okay it doesn't work through zoom oh i I see it has to be in person ah so i do have to come to the book signing Yes, yes. I'll come to the book signing. Let's do a New York one because I really want to come to New York. And then you can you can make it out to my middle name. Yeah, without asking you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we'll just see. We'll just see. Um, before I let you go, because I know you've got like a crazy life, but I wanted to tell you something that I'm working on a new series of collages on my own. And you inspired me. Oh my God. Yes. Oh. So I've been doing, I've got um, a show opening at the end of March and most of it is sculptural, which is crazy. Um, That's not something I've ever done, but I love them so, so much. But then I've been doing these um, collages for the wall that will also go along with it. And I was very inspired by you and your, the scale of your full body pieces because mine are about a women's health and me dealing mm-hmm. with the hysterectomy and all of this stuff. So mm-hmm. the size that they are, they are, what are they? 36, uh, 24 by, I don't know, three feet by five feet, whatever that is in inches. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> 36 by 60. I don't know math. Um, but where the, so there's an ashtray filled with paper cigarettes, and then there's white flowers that come out of it. And the idea is sort of like rising from the ashes, rising from the muck and whatever, but they're going to be hung at the height where the ashtray is at the sort of uterus height. So that when you're, yeah, so it's sort of mimicking body without ever saying body, but um, it's just a choice I've made for how they're going to hang. And that was because of you. Oh my God. I, that is just the greatest news. Like, thank you for, I was just saying earlier, like, I feel like I should, and we should all share more in these moments of inspiration when we feel like inspired and connected to people, because we think we forget to do it and people don't know, but I, I'm always, I'm just over the moon to hear that. Thank you. It's, it's really super touching. I, Of course. Thank you for inspiring me. And I think you're right. You know, it is so nice. Like even like you doing those pieces for your sisters to say, I love you in 
a different way than just saying, I love you, right? Like letting people know, mm -hmm. I always say that, like, just let people know that you've inspired them or that this or that, because who doesn't want to be told they're awesome? Everybody, yeah. everybody yes. loves hearing that. Everybody. And especially, this is a bit, especially educators too, who have really affected you. Yeah. I think it's important to kind of let them know Yeah. with everything that's how I just, I thought it was, it would be great to, just in case anyone was thinking about a teacher that's really inspired them, but you never told them, you should. Yeah, especially right now, teachers have had quite, I mean, all yeah. of my high school friends are teachers and boy, a lot of them are at their breaking point because it's just been so much, right? So yeah, hearing that you've made an impact on somebody and that, you know, you think they're amazing. Everybody loves being told that. So go tell Everyone somebody. Everyone loves it. Yeah. yeah. Love to our teachers. Yes. Okay, Gio. Well, should I talk to you in seven months and see whether crazy shit has happened? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm looking forward to it. This is like the most fun. I love talking to you because it's like the, it, this format is just great. We get to talk about art, we get to have fun, and you are just the best host. So I love it here. Well, thank you for coming. And I, I'm not really joking. I will check back in with you very soon. I mean, I'm just going to keep following on Instagram and just like jaw open, like what? And if I get to leave my house, I'm coming to something that you're doing. Oh, oh no. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can. Uh, it just kind of, okay. Anyway, that's a perfect segue. Technology is failing us. I need another <laughs> coffee. You need to go work. Gio, thank you so, so, so much. Good luck with everything that is ahead. Thank and you. stay on touch on DMs and tell me all the crazy stuff. Always. Actually, can I ask you something? One before yeah. I go. Uh, is your where is your show gonna be? Like when is it gonna be? Oh, well, it's it's little like I have a huge space, but it's at just like a uh it's in the Okanagan where I live. So it's at the Penticton Art Gallery, it's, um, which is a uh, commercial, or not a commercial, a uh, public gallery, which is what I really wanted because I've only ever shown in commercial galleries and I really yeah. wanted to have like, it's not a museum show because it's not a museum, but you know what I mean? Like I wanted to have something okay. where I wasn't worried about sales and I could mm -hmm. just go crazy and make weird stuff um, and have an opportunity to photograph it all outside of my studio because right now, it yes. looks like a bomb went off. I know where everything <laughs> goes, but it does not look like a show. Um, so yeah, it opens March 26th and March 26th. Uh, yeah, and it's up until mid-May. And um, I'm hoping that I can take lots of beautiful photos and use it um, as a way to A, get Carfax fees. That's a Canadian thing that you need to then apply for grants so that mm -hmm. I can show it hopefully in New York. And um, my dream cities are New York, LA, Paris, London, Venice. Oh my gosh. Good. Those are good cities. And we, this is in the universe now. The universe yeah. knows. Give it to us. We need yeah. it. I need. I very rarely talk about my own stuff. And I, I, I need to put things like that out in the universe more. So yeah. thank you for asking the questions. It's now out there. Out there. Sparkling around in the universe, waiting to get picked up. Um, but the, the good thing is uh, something that you'd said earlier is that I just feel really for the first time ever so absolutely, there's nothing I would change about any of this work. I feel it is so me. Um, 
I'm so proud of it. It, it articulates exactly the way that I feel about all of this stuff. And if people don't get it, I'm completely okay with that, where that used to consume me. I would be so worried about if people would get it or not. I honestly do not care because I've been working on this for a year and a half alone in my studio, eating popcorn and watching true crime and just working on this stuff. And I'm just so excited to show everybody and just put it out into the world. And that's all I care about. I am so excited for you to be at that place. And also because the work looks incredible from what you posted and what I've seen. I can't wait to see everything all together, to see the <laughs> photographs you're going to take. But I'm so, so excited. And um, I think it's going to be great, honestly, based on what we've seen. And I know you've been putting in so, so much work. I can't, I can't wait. Like, I know, if me I too. Could, if I could get out there, I would I, I want to come to that opening yeah they're I, actually doing a party and stuff if you know again like oh if everything is okay I know I'm like oh my gosh cool it's only 10 minutes down the lake for me but I'm like okay I'll drive t- 10 minutes that sounds exciting uh that sounds fun <laughs> no that it sounds will be fun amazing. and the nice thing is that it's local there's a lot of advantages one the work is super heavy it would cost me thousands of dollars to ship yeah. it so I can put it in the back of my car and drive it there and the other thing is all my friends can come to the opening, yes, right? Yes, so I think yes. it's going to be really good. And then I've been working on all this stuff for a year and a half. Then the show's going to happen. And I was start, sort of starting to feel like, like I, what I was saying to you is like, oh, geez, like what, now what? Like, do I push this work further? Does the, it, do I just do this for a little bit? Um, do I sit and reflect? Like, what do I do? And then I got a call, see, the universe. I got a call from a jewelry company in Vancouver, I won't disclose their name yet because we're still working on details. They are sending me, they want to do a sustainability, like full cycle of like, they're sending me all the broken bits of jewelry to oh then God. create a new piece of art. Oh my God. Yeah. And then there's wow. a whole bunch of things that fall out from there. And there's going to be a show in Vancouver at some point. Like, and I was like, well, there, that's what I'm doing next. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so exciting. Uh, I know, oh, right? Wow. And that's just like a treasure trove for wow. someone who likes work, like uh, collecting yeah. broken things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I'll be like, hey, it's not hoarding. These people gave it to me with purpose. So, um, you know, it's so funny. It's like, just when you think you're going to be like, oh, geez, am I going to be in this lull? Nope. No, it's, it's going to be this next you- thing. When you worry about that the most, you're like, oh, I'm not going to have any things just start coming up. And when you're like, you, you, I mean, that's just how the world works anyway. Yeah. No, yeah. It's and never exactly. what you expect. No. And like what you said, like putting those five cities out into the universe, like that's, you gotta, you gotta put it out there. If it's just stuck in your own head, it's not going to change anything. So there you go. It's all out there. Maybe um, when we finally meet in person again, it'll be on a red carpet you and me in Paris and like in Paris <gasps> with Paris it's all coming together oh my god you would not be able to resuscitate me I would just be like <laughs> ah! me either. Me either. oh my god so we'll the need, best day of my life <laughs> we'll need your Bahamanist because I get so quiet in those situations because I get so Canadian and I'm like I don't want to disturb anybody so we're gonna need you to wear the dress and make things happen Hey, I mean, I can do that job. I know you can. (laughs) I know that you can. All right. I I, I keep trying to say goodbye and then I keep on talking. So I'm really going to say goodbye and let you go. 
Say okay. hello to Steven, although I've never met him, but say hi to Steven. Good luck with everything. And I will see you on Instagram. I will see you on Instagram. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. I know I said it a zillion times throughout the episode, but I am so excited for this amazing woman. She is absolutely on fire and the blaze is only going to get stronger. Everything Gio and I talked about is over on my site, thejealouscurator.com slash blog. So pop over and take a look. And of course, while you're on the interweb, don't forget to check out Ask Rana wherever you get your podcasts. Just watch a few of the clips on my Instagram feed right now and I can almost guarantee you're going to be hooked. Thank you so much to Gio for taking time out of her insanely busy life to talk to me. And as always, huge thanks to you for listening. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of Art for Your Ear. See you then.